The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. It is, and it's Tuesday, and we are set to go. We hope you are as well. 6.32, and welcome once again to the show, Employment Law Show. That is what's going on. John Scholes here along with Andrew Goldberg, all revved up and ready to go, courtesy of Sam Firu to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. This is the time, this next half hour, if you want to pick up a phone, ask some questions about your particular matter when it comes to your employment. And being an employee or an employer, that's fine. Your job status, it could be something about uh, severance. I just mentioned that, being laid off, termination, wrongful dismissal, being harassed at work, human rights issues, even. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. We'd love to take all of your calls. 416-870-6400. Reaching out and contacting Andrew after the show any other time. He's got a great team with him as well. 1-855-821-5900. And email if we have some time, possibly today uh help and employment lawyer.ca but there's also another place for you to use this website was designed to be nothing but educational and helpful it's free it's anonymous and in uh, in there as well packed into it is the severance pay calculator which if you've heard the show for some time you've heard us refer to countless times maybe you've used it yourself it'll give you a very quick 30 second uh, run through of what your severance should be severance pay calculator at pocket employment lawyer.ca again Absolutely free. Uh, topic today. Well, we'll start with anyway. Fired without cause. The fast facts about that. Andrew's going to give us those. But, uh, Andrew, we already start off the day with the case of the day. And something's been happening at Shopify. Give me some details, Bill. Hey, John. Yeah, so as many of our listeners might have heard, Shopify announced that they're laying off 10% of its workforce, which is obviously a substantial number and estimated at up to a thousand people, it's hundreds of people, maybe as many as a thousand are laid off from their job. And this is something we've seen over the last couple of months, uh, especially from tech companies like Shopify, where during the pandemic, because of the you know isolation and and people mm-hmm. being at home and and the remote work. Uh, the need for, or the demand rather for their product or service had gone up quite a bit. People were, you know, like we talked about Peloton and we talked about, you know, Shopify is a great example. People want things to their door. They're they're at home all day. They're not looking to go out. But so as they ramped up during the pandemic, they obviously hired a bunch of people to satisfy the need of their customers. But now that things are back to normal and open or, you know, getting back to normal for the most part and opening up, um, you know, their projections as to where they'd be are not where they are. So they were forced to, you know, be put in a situation or decided to make the decision to lay off a huge chunk of their workforce. And, you know, our understanding is these individuals were offered about 16 week severance pay plus an extra week per year of service. But, you know, what these individuals at Shopify and if you're laid off from another company uh, and you're just a listener now, I need to know is that these people could be owed up to 24 months severance pay depending on their individual circumstances. So, um, you know, whenever these things happen, obviously it's, it, it shakes things up a bit, but what I'd like our listeners to keep in mind is the company's circumstances. <clears throat> so, so for example, Shopify, mm-hmm. 
just because the demand's going down and they they impose these layoffs, that has no bearing on the entitlements of these individuals. Right. So, you, you know, don't have sympathy. You, you have to worry about your own individual circumstances and just know if you're out there, if the company's not doing as well as they once did, that's not going to preclude you from getting your full severance entitlement. And if you feel that you've been terminated and not offered a fair package or just want confirmation that the package you've received is fair, it's important that you speak to an employment lawyer to ensure that you get what you need to get out of this process because you could be relying on that money for quite some time before you find a new job. You know, it's interesting too. You kind of threw in the phrase, you know, take care of your own individual situation, which a lot of people, when it comes to situations like this, where there's a lot of people on mass getting let go or, or laid off. And I know a few, a few folks from Shopify have already contacted you and uh, sent you to market and that quickly. That's how it's happened. So rightly so. They're pretty smart for doing that. But quite often, you know, two guys or two, two people will get let go at the, at the company saying, Hey, you know, we've been here. I think we're, we're pretty close. We're simpatico as far as our work situation is concerned. How come you got that much severance? I got this much severance. Why? What's the difference? Well, it's it's everybody's different, right, Andrew? Like, I mean, that's why everyone's got to contact you. Their situation, there could be nuance to their particular situation where it seems like you may be the same as five other people in the plant, but there could be differences. Could be to your benefit. You could get more than what your pals got, but sometimes it's different, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, um, there are many factors that go into your assessment of your severance entitlements. So, and and there, you know, not everyone's super transparent about all their unique circumstances. You'd Mm -hmm. like to think that you're very close with your colleagues. And in many instances you are, but not everyone's necessarily sharing everything about themselves. Right. And, and you just need to worry about your circumstances, you know, your age, your length of service, the job you held, you know, maybe you have, you know, individual health issues, or maybe there's another reason that you're, it's going to be harder for you to secure new employment than another person. Maybe you have you don't have the education that is expected out of your position or whatever. There's a variety of things that could factor in, but it's important to worry about yourself. And most importantly, if your company comes to you and maybe it's a smaller company than Shopify, but if they come to you and say, look, you know, we're not doing as well as we once were, this is what we think we should pay you. You don't have to take that as an answer. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when times are good, like when Shopify was profiting during the pandemic, um, were they sharing dollar to dollar with every single employee that they might've, I don't know the exact details, but oftentimes companies don't, right? So they want to shareholders want to line their pockets when times are good. And when times are bad, they want you as the employee to feel the heat and, you know, you have to take care of yourself and, and at minimum, it doesn't hurt to at least review the package and get a sense of your options and you can make whatever choice you want to make at that time. Yeah, do you think, uh, you know, if your spidey sense is telling you, Andrew, with a, with a company the size of Shopify, I mean, there's going to be many people who are owed more, of course, severance than they've been offered by the company so quickly. Do you think they know that going in and they're just playing the odds or maybe there is some ignorance on the part of Shopify as to what they're owed? Or generally it's like, yeah, they know, but they're they're playing the odds that, you know, eight out of ten people are going to walk away and say, okay, I guess this is good. I think that's an excellent question, and I think it could be a variety of any or all of the points that you just mentioned, right? Like I think when companies are letting people go, they are banking on the fact that if they lowball, you know, everyone, then a significant chunk of these people will just take it and they'll just walk away and then they won't want to involve, you know, a lawyer or speak to a lawyer and they'll just say, you know what, forget it. Let's just move on. And, and, you know, even if that's 30% of the, 
the workforce that was laid off, they agreed to just take whatever offer was presented to them. Shopify has now dealt with 30% of the people. That's a significant chunk for them. So, you know, companies do that all the time where they, they want to put themselves in a position to minimize their exposure and, you know, not giving people what they deserve at, at the very beginning is a way to, to do just that is to see if anyone will walk away at a low amount. And if so, perfect, better for them. And, you know, another um, consideration could be, you know, at what point, if at all, did individuals who were let go sign a contract with Shopify, right? right? Someone might've been there for 20 years, never signed a contract. Someone might've been there for 20 years. And last year they got a bit of a promotion, signed a brand new contract. And that could have maybe some, you know, implications on your entitlements. Usually you can get around these things, as you know, but there could be something there. And we, that's why at the end of the day, it's, you know, important that we do this show. So people know generally what their entitlements are and what's out there for them. But what's more important than anything is after the show, if you think that you fall into any of these categories that people were talking about, or might have some entitlement or concern that you actually give us a call so we can flush out your unique situation. And by the way, reaching Andrew, I'll give you that number again anytime. Uh, not if you're just a Shopify or former Shopify employee, but anytime uh, for yourself, 1-855-821-5900. But we, uh, we open up the lines right now, man. you got lots of time to call us here on the station on this show right now, 416-870-6400. Pick up a phone and use it. Let's get into our uh, topic for the day, Andrew, that uh, you laid out here. Fired without cause, the fast facts. Number one, what is termination without cause? So a termination without cause is a situation the vast majority of people will find themselves in if they're fired from their job. It's a situation where you're let go, but you didn't do something so awful in the workplace to justify your termination. And in other words, they didn't have just cause to fire you. So you didn't steal from the company. You didn't sexually harass someone at work. You didn't do these, you know, really bad things that a company might say, look, we can't possibly have you around here. We can't trust someone like you. We have to move on. And um, if you're fired without cause, it means that you're owed your severance package. And that's what the distinguishing uh, factor is between without cause and a for cause termination is if you're fired without cause, you're owed severance. And in not even every instance, but some instances, if you're fired for cause, you're not. And I think what's one important point to keep in mind is it's not up to the company to decide what's cause and what's not cause. This is a a legal principle. So a company could write you a letter one day and say, you know, we noticed that you took home a paperclip and, you know, we're firing you for cause. It's not the company's choice to say that that's cause. It's clearly not cause. And if you're ever fired and put in a situation where your company's making allegations um, to try to at least insinuate or expressly tell you you're fired for cause, you definitely want to, you know, speak about that with a, with, you know, someone at our firm so that we can actually make an objective assessment as to whether you did something so wrong to justify your termination for cause. Number two, as we uh, roll on here, we're talking about fired without cause of fast facts. I've just been fired, Andrew, and the company wants me to sign an exit paper or severance offer before I leave the building. Do I have to do that? 
Yeah, this is one we talk about all the time on the show, and and um, I get calls about all the time. And the simple answer is absolutely not. You do not have to sign any severance offer. If, if you're called into a meeting at work and you're told that you're being let go and to sign this severance offer immediately before you go, you do not have to sign that. And in fact, you know, your radar should go off telling you, why are they so eager to get me to sign this thing? Clearly, there's something wrong with that situation. And typically what's wrong is that the offer is bogus and they're trying to get you to take some lowball garbage amount and sign a release while the pressure's on you before you have a chance to speak to a lawyer about your circumstances. So if you're ever put in a situation where a severance offer is placed in front of you and you're told to sign it before you leave the building, I would highly advise that you do not sign it. And, you know, if anything, you should, it should even more so signal to you that something's Mm -hmm. wrong with this picture. And with that, we will take a short break and round up some calls, get to more of our topics, maybe slide in an email a little later on to get a hold of Andrew Goldberg outside the show, as mentioned, one 855 821 But here and now, use it. The phone, 416-870-6400. Tuesday edition of the Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It is 647. Welcome back. Hey, now. We're, uh, we're here for the remainder of the uh, of the hour just until uh, just before 7 o'clock. Yeah, 416-870-6400 is a number you want to call through. Andrew Goldberg is here answering all of your questions this half hour. Afterwards, you can also reach out to his team, have a uh, lengthier conversation if you wish, one 855 821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. We were talking about a few uh, quick points, fast facts when it comes to fired without cause. Number three is this one, Andrew. How much severance am I owed following that termination without cause? Well, your severance entitlement is going to be very circumstantial and based on your unique circumstances, right? And and that's why we rolled out the pocket employment lawyer um app because we want people to have a chance to, you know, input those factors and get a sense of what they might be owed. And the things that we're always looking for in terms of your severance entitlement are your age, you know, the older you are, typically the more severance you're going to be owed. Um, the length of service, the longer you're employed somewhere, again, the more severance you'll be owed. And, you know, then to some degree, if you have a very niche specialized position or a high level managerial position that might be difficult to replace that could also factor in as well and how hard it'll be for you to find new work ultimately is what we're driving at and there could be other factors that we look at like if you need accommodation in the workplace so that it might be harder for you to get work than someone else um you know maybe you live in a remote part of the province where there's very few employers offering the type of work that you once had there's all kinds of things that we're generally looking at but it's always going to be specific to the individual who's let go. And we, and, and so for everyone, it'll be entirely different and it could be, you know, in and around a month 
per year of service, sometimes a bit more, sometimes a bit less. But if you're ever offered one week per year or something like that, you should know that the vast majority of the time you're going to be owed more than that when, when assessing the factors. And again, going back to what I mentioned off the top, right? Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca severance pay calculator is on that website, free and anonymous. You can use that. It takes about uh, 30 seconds, less than a minute, and you'll get a, a number spit out the bottom that is accurate. By the way, after that, you can reach out to uh, to Andrew and uh, and go for further conversation or just shut down the browser and nobody knows you were there. But either way, the information is, uh, is at your fingertips. I'm going to lob an easy one over the plate here for you, pal. In fact, I bet you three-quarters of our listeners can answer this by now. Can the Ministry of Labor help if I am let go without cause? They cannot help to the extent that you'd like them to help you. They cannot get you your full entitlements. Uh, they can only get you your minimum entitlements. However, if you're being let go without cause, you're very likely already being offered your minimum entitlements. So yeah. if that's the case, they cannot help because they can't get you anything more. And um, and that's why it's very important to not pursue your case necessarily through the Ministry of Labor and instead contact an employment lawyer because only a lawyer uh, can get you your full entitlement uh, the Ministry of Labor cannot, and you could be again. Your your entitlement, according to the Ministry of Labor, might be eight weeks of pay. Your entitlement at common law, your full entitlement, could be up to twenty four months of pay. So eight weeks is about two months. Your common law is twenty four months. You know, it's twelve times more money. It's uh, yeah. it's like it could be even if you make you know you don't you don't have to make inordinate amount of money for that to be. Of value, you can have any job in the world, and the the difference between you know twenty two months pay or anything something just short of that is going to be a substantial amount of money to you and make a huge difference in your life. So you definitely don't want to leave that kind of money on the table, especially when you're in a situation where you're now out of work and unsure where the next job is going to come from. Yeah, I mean, to your point, it's it's an exponential difference whether you're making you know four bucks an hour or forty four hundred bucks. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of money, so you should obviously reach out. And to your point, what if you start uh, if you open up a claim with the ministry and say, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have gone to Andrew." Do you have a certain amount of time to pull that back before it's too late? Because I know that can happen, right? Yeah, there is a on the ministry. I think indicates that there's about a two week window that you can do mm-hmm. that, but you don't want to put yourself. You're better off going to speak to the lawyer first and then you, you know, like the ministry is not going anywhere. Right. So um, I would, I would never recommend that anyone look, if you can call the ministry of labor, if you'd like and speak to them, but I definitely wouldn't pursue a claim until you get an opinion from an employment lawyer um, at the bare minimum. And it's, it's only going to take what typically an hour or less of your time. And it could be the difference between, tens of thousands of dollars. So it's just a little thing that goes a, a very long way. And and that's why we bring it up so many times because it's so disappointing when someone calls our firm mm-hmm. and we tell them, hey, you know, you have these entitlements and 20 minutes into the call, they're like, oh, but by the way, I had a Ministry of Labor complaint. They already gave me this six weeks. Is there anything I can do about it? And you're like, no, there, yeah. there's not. So, yeah. um, and and you're not, you're, you're just, you, you don't want to give someone that news. It sucks when, you're in my situation and you know someone signed a release before talking to a lawyer or goes to the Ministry of Labor before talking to a lawyer because you hate to tell that person who's in a vulnerable position, you know, I could have helped if you didn't do 
what you just did. Yeah. And it makes them feel bad about themselves and knowing that they did that. And, you know, we're not trying to guilt anyone out or, or anything like that. The point of the show is to inform people so that others don't make those mistakes and, and leave uh, that kind of money on the table. Let's get to an email here. Uh, I got one from Brad says, Hey Andrew, right at the start of the summer, the seasonal business I worked for the past eight years told me they no longer needed my help. With similar jobs locked up for the season, I can't find new work. Should I get any compensation? Yeah, Brad, absolutely. I mean, this is a another one that comes up all the time. You know, it kind of dropped off a bit during the pandemic because a lot of seasonal work involves yeah. um, being outside and mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. But um, as we're seeing more of it now and definitely saw a lot of it pre-pandemic, individuals who work on a seasonal basis and they're let go and their employer says, oh, you're just seasonal, so we don't owe you anything. But absolutely, Brad is owed compensation. He's owed severance just like any anyone else. But when we look at the severance, obviously we'll take into account you know, Brad's compensation on, uh, on a seasonal basis. But other than that, it doesn't mean he's disentitled to severance. And he definitely uh, should give us a call so that we can figure out uh, what's owing to him and, and go after it. We'll get to Rose. Uh, wrote a quick email here. Says, "Say, guys, a coworker mentioned that they watched your TV show the other day. By the way, you can find out where and when employmentlawyer.ca, all of our uh, the media tab where the TV uh, show airs and what times. Anyway, says our manager heard us talking and suggested that your firm was wrong about severance pay. He said it is only every one week per year and nothing more. <laughs> is he right? Um, I mean." I, I hope that these individuals aren't taking their legal advice from their manager. <laughs> um, and uh, all I can say is no, absolutely not. Uh, the manager is incorrect in that instance. Uh, at times your very minimum entitlement could be to one week per year, but the vast majority of the time you're not limited to those minimum entitlements. You're owed your full entitlement, which could be four weeks per year or sometimes more. So Again, I mean, I don't know why someone would, I hope that, you know, I'm glad that they're writing in, obviously Rose uh, sure. is uh, not taking that at face value or else she wouldn't have wrote in, but um, no, absolutely. That very likely is incorrect. And um, I hope that uh, you're not let go, but if you are uh, definitely don't take any severance offer that, uh remotely reflects a one week per year or, or a little bit more definitely give us a call and we'll take a look at your package got about a minute and a half here i think again i'm trying to throw in yosef he says hey guys i just started working for a new owner of our company they had us all sign new employment contracts before starting i realize now that mine has a non-compete clause in it can an employer still use those and what should i do about it right that's a very very interesting question because um what we talk about on the show all the time is, is the need for what's called consideration Mm -hmm. for an employment agreement to be valid. So your employer can't just give you contracts that take away all of your rights or a lot of your rights or insert detrimental things like a non-compete clause without you getting anything in return. So typically for, you know, this non-compete to be valid under this new contract, you would need to get, you know, a pay raise or a bonus or an extra week vacation pay, something in return for signing. And if you get nothing in return, then the argument could be made that the non-compete clause is unenforceable. Right. But there are some instances 
where if ownership changes within a company, depending on how that goes down, mm-hmm. if you do sign a contract with the new ownership before starting, that that could count as consideration. So it, it might be something you want to give us a call about uh, to speak further. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is how you get a hold of Andrew and his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Back with the employment law show tomorrow again, right here at six thirty. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.